Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, since we're good, you know, you know, you know, go, 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 because we're going. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Damn, it's been 14 days. Yes, it has. I hope uh, everyone did okay without us. I bet they did. We, we I saw a few edgy people out there. <laughs> I don't know if it was because uh, Thanksgiving brings out the worst in people. It it really does. You had uh, you had a picture of Tom Drill on your. <laughs> I did. I actually saw him last night. I should describe to the uh, listening audience: Tom Drill is a tireless, tireless man of boundless energy. I think his energy has been uh, capped a little bit. I think. Really? Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's bound to happen. He's been around forever. Well, I, apparently he just had, like, hip surgery or something, so it slowed uh, him down a little bit. But he was there. That'll slow you down. That'll he slow you down. He was a trooper. He was, wow. He was uh, being Sandy Claus, correct? Yes. You know, you once said about him years ago that he's the only guy who can actually, he'll make a to-do list for the next day, and he'll actually complete it, <laughs> you know, by 9 a.m. Yeah, and then the rest of the day is kind of a slog. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been like that. Um, no. What... Uh, what was it? Well, we should describe today. Most people listening don't know who Tom Drill is. They should look him up. I think if you most got, of them probably don't care. Either. No, they don't. But I'm going to make them care. Um, <laughs> so he um, actually my my knowledge of Tom Drill started with um, he's a Manitowoc legend. He's a legend in Manitowoc, exactly. And if you Google Manitowoc Tom Drill, I guarantee you're going to find all sorts of little blips, blurbs, and articles because people talk about. He's him. He's got his own so. Facebook page that like 1,400 people like. He's beating the pants off of us. Yes, he is, and <laughs> okay. and my and my Schlockmeisters. Well, page. there we go. But uh, actually, I knew him because he used to work at the Mid Cities Mall <laughs> in Manitowoc uh, at a store called Lords, which was a men's clothing store. That I don't was recall. Kind of, no, no, you would have no reason to. I did because my dad was like in sales, so you know, it, uh, so he had to like look nice. So I'd get. I drink. remember Woolworths and sure, it was actually Lord, Penny. and Lords was exactly across the street from uh, okay. across the way. From, it was probably uh, one of those boring stores that I, you know. My you would have had self wants nothing you, part of. You would have no reason to have gone in there. I went in there only because my dad was hanging around in there, and I was waiting for him to get out so I could go play arcade games at the Wooden Nickel. The wooden Nickel, <laughs> of course. So yes, but. 
But I think um, I still have a token from the wooden. Nickel. I believe I do as well, although it may now be no more. What was the one at the Brangyway Mall across the street? The it's Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's Castle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear that mall's got some issues too. All malls have issues. Well, the Mid Cities Mall is now gone. That's just flat it's out been gone. Raised. Yeah. What's in its place? Well, you know what? Uh, nothing. It's an empty <laughs> lot. But the, the Mid Cities Mall was raised like about a year ago, maybe two years ago. But that about prior right. to that, you know, the parking lot had been. Uh, nobody was maintaining anything, so there was like branches and things growing in the oh, parking yeah. lot. Uh, there was actually a tree growing on the roof. Nice of Mid City's Mall, <laughs> a tree. I'm sure a that's... small tree, but a tree nonetheless. I belong to a uh, face- how does that happen? Facebook group called uh, Dead Malls Enthusiasts. It's about people who are just like big fans of dead malls because there's so many, and it's an interesting thing to uh, they look. A lot of them will gain access to these dead malls, like Northridge. Uh, someone recently put up, I believe, is Northridge still standing? It is still standing. Um, someone, I think from the Shepherd Express, I want to say, or something like, something like that, just did a extensive video tour, like a 30-minute tour of the whole place. And it's, you know, alternately fascinating. Are the marquees still there? Like the, Suncoast video? No, some some storefronts are, you know, all, it's shattered glass mm-hmm. everywhere. It really looks like Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it's uh, um, clearly a lot of... Uh, it's not the best neighborhood. Yeah, well, that's kind of why Northridge is in the state yep. that it wound up in. Um, but uh, it is still standing. It's owned currently by uh, Chinese investors, <laughs> and uh, they ref- they refuse to do anything with it. They actually, like the city is currently, Milwaukee is currently threatening, I think, lawsuits to <laughs> make them do something finally with it, either raise it or, you know, but they're just like, nope. You know, I've got. You don't some, have to. <laughs> I've got uh, extensive camcorder footage of the Mid Cities Mall when you and I used to uh, wander those. I remember. There we, we we would encounter. There was nobody in there practically except the walkers. People would go there to walk. It was pretty dead at that point. Yeah. But remember the long hallway where you'd look up and there was oh, yeah. white lights. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the, the call it the, uh, the bathroom tren- was the, back the Death Star trenches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old Mid Cities Mall. I don't know. Now Bayshore's on the chopping block. They're having problems there. Bayshore? Yeah. Well, almost all the storefronts are gone, and they're going to raise the midsection where they had that um, IPIC theater. I've been to the IPIC once or twice. I'd never gone. Um, but it's nothing special. No, well, no, it, it definitely won't be now. Um, but uh, I don't know. The wisdom of opening up an outdoor open-air mall. In, it's very cold In Wisconsin? I, I, I work over there, so <laughs> oh, okay. I've been there a couple times like to lunch, and it's it, well, you have to wander. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, so. Not that it bothers me none, but... No, you're probably in shorts and a t-shirt. I am as you speak. <laughs> Even at work? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, very good. If I could get away with it. <laughs> well, I suppose we should start this show proper, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in again, everybody. Always nice to... We're doing well, you know that. We're doing well on in the grand, you know, in the in the grand scheme of CPL radio, we're doing well nationally. Maybe not so much, <laughs> but we're doing. We have we currently have the number two show. Woo-hoo. Yep, of all of our shows. So let's see if we can make a number one. Be be brilliant over there. How, will you? What, what's the gap between one and two? Um, well, I just started a new podcast service, so it's small because we're just rebuilding our audience right now. All right, then um, we got we can we can take it. <laughs> I think so. I feel very confident. So uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk later. Yeah, we'll talk later. All right, here, here's the show.
Front row center back on the air on CPL Radio. This is the the premiere. It's not the premiere, but it is, we call it the premiere movie review show on CPL Radio until somebody else starts doing one. And they can. If somebody wants to come here and if they want to open up the, uh, the can of, uh, I don't want to say any bad words, so I'll say whip butt on us, <laughs> feel free to come and uh, do a better job than we. But I don't think you will because we've been at this for a long time. Yeah, five we'll weeks. Down. We'll take him down. <laughs> but uh, friendly competition is good. I'm Jeff. He's Bert. Uh, I can be found at the Cedarburg Public Library um, all the time doing library type things, and he can be found at the Cedarburg Public Library once a week. Once a week. Mornings. Yeah, you see Sunday mornings because uh, this would not be your home library. No, no. Do you even actually? As a Belgiumese, do you have? Uh, no. You don't have a library. Um, I don't know where you would go. Uh, we got a McDonald's. <laughs> do they have? Do they have McBooks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have any McAnything. Okay. Well, that's. They usually get your McOrders McWrong. Oh, McWhy, do you go there? (laughs) It's just not a good thing. Anyway, we talk about movies here and we see movies. And um, and I suppose right away off the bat, we should discuss a programming change, which is minor, but it is, uh, I guess it's minor but distinct in that. called uh, Bert up on uh, I think Thursday which is rare that I actually call you you know I fear change I uh, we'll get you through this hump don't worry <laughs> I, I know you fear change I see you shaking in your shoes over there um, I, so it occurred to me and I had a couple conversations with people who are just like you know I, I dig your show didn't exactly say it like that, but uh, I dig your show. But by the time you dis- discuss theatrical movies, they've already been, you know, because people who you know do proper reviews of these things, they actually have like a review embargo. And they open it up usually a week or more before the film actually starts. We don't have that kind of access yet. No, we don't um, do proper reviews. So we don't really, well, not about the proper thing either, I guess. But uh, um yeah, they, it just seems like uh, by the time... It's old news. In fact, we're going to talk about an old news movie today in uh, Knives Out from Ryan Johnson. and um, But that thing's been out for like eight days, nine, 12 days. I mean, it's been out for some time. Two well, weeks, there, the, there is an alternative. We could review movies that haven't been released yet and just wing and just it. just lie? Yes. I like that. All right. <laughs> We can we can even talk about them like yes, Knives Out is a uh, documentary about the uh, cutlery business and you know kitchen knives and you know, yeah we could just lie we just come out and yeah they why don't we get the first Star Wars. Uh, review out this week. We'll just <laughs> do it. Go. That would be actually really funny because people would be really mad at us, and then oh, they would Disney be. would be scratching their head, and we could drop all these quote unquote spoilers exactly. that aren't real. We'll be completely wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Just say we got some bootleg DVD we found online, or Kylo, Kylo Ren was in a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there wasn't a single blaster fired for the whole film. It was amazing. It was more of an uh, existential. Uh, and we drama. know who Ray's parents are, and we do absolutely. Yes. Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that would just melt everyone's face. Um, so I thought maybe as an alternative, and we'll try this for a while anyway, we would stick from this day forward anyway, uh, to the streaming content. And um, we could actually even uh, chip away at a few um, few episodes of series if we wanted to do that. And we could do um, that. I'm shocked by the sheer volume of original content that shows up on Prime and Netflix, Netflix uh, especially Netflix. There, um, I did a quick scan for the month of December, and there are, I believe, 14 original movies on 
Netflix this month, most of which you'll never hear of, and you may come across on like maybe a um, little commercial on Netflix itself. And well, say, that's hey, where we like, come in. Yeah, yeah, we're right, exactly. So I thought we'd be actually doing a service here by pre-watching this stuff, and I have a feeling if we go this route, there's more opportunity for us to disagree on stuff because you know there's such a vast array of uh, difference. Uh, you know, because I will say almost all the theatrical movies we've seen so far. We've been. Agree- I'm dying been to disagree really with good. you. I know. I want to tear into your throat so Damn bad it. it hurts, but um, it just hasn't happened because. And the reason being is that we're just you know mildly discerning, quasi-intelligent you know Americans, and therefore, um, if a movie's good, we're going to call it as such. And we've just either been very fortunate or whatever. But every theatrical movie we've seen so far has been fantastic, by and large, very good. Um, I somehow get the feeling we're going to be in agreement today, too. I have a feeling that might be the case. It's going to be a really dry episode of uh, Front Row Center, because you're just going to hear us skipping through the woods, hand in hand, <laughs> loving everything. What can you do? All right. So that's we got that out of the way. So from this point forward, if you're listening to Front Row Center, maybe we need a name change, because again, Front Row Center is not really anything that um, you it, do at home. Well, is your, is your couch <laughs> in front of your TV, roughly? Yeah, it's, Are you kind centered? Of, it's kind of front row center. Okay, my- perfect. We're <laughs> All good. right, fine. We'll stick with front row center. So is mine. Uh, if anybody has a better idea for a, for a title, though, we're always open to uh, possibilities. And you know, if you send one in and we're just like, oh, my God, that's brilliant, we'll change it. So you have some work ahead of you, listeners. You want to find us uh, a better title, a more apt title. Well... We are, our ears are open. And uh, we had a little, actually, we had a little interaction. You want to do this first before we get to our proper reviews? Uh, we have about nine minutes before the next commercial break. I thought maybe we could discuss the uh, question I posed about a week and a week and some change ago. Well, hold on. I, yeah. have, I have one question for oh, you please. first. Yeah, of course. It's been 14 days since we did this last. And obviously, we're reviewing two movies today The Irishman and Knives Out. All true. But beyond that homework that you did, in these 14 days, what, if anything, <laughs> have you watched? I have watched a fair amount of stuff, but it's really kind of, again, it's nothing new. It's just old favorites, so I don't know Which if that counts. Which is fine. Absolutely, oh, okay. it does fine. count. All right. I mean, I can, off the top of my head, what did I watch? I, I watched uh, a James Cagney film called The Aiky Doodle Dandy, which is on my movie list that I had to get, and I remember actually really enjoying when I was younger. Uh, it was weird that I I kind of obsessed over this movie, Um for a small window of time, for like a week and a half or two weeks back in like sophomore year in high school. I saw it on channel 10 or 36. I do remember that movie on your list. Yeah, and it was really entertaining. And like, it's a by and large a musical, although it's a, a biography film about George M. Cohan, who was a song and dance man. And so uh, all the songs got stuck in my head. You know how weird it is walking around your high school singing these like turn-of-the-century songs in your head that nobody else would have any clue about. No, so. I totally get it. I'm, I'm a song and dance man myself. You have been for some time. Yes. yes. Frequently without pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, geez, what else? Uh, keeping up with the Jack Ryan TV show. So I finished up the first season of that on Amazon, and uh, it was by and large enjoyable. Um, what else did I watch? Jeez. Um, oh, I've got a list. So just yeah, I should make I should make a list. I mean, I really should defer to you. But I would say beyond that, oh, I watched uh, Sven Gulli last night, which was something like Valley of the Dinosaurs. It was uh, one I'd never seen before, actually, which is a schlocky uh, kind of. Uh, you know, monster film from the 60s. Uh, it was enjoyable. Um, 
What else did I watch this week? A little bit of Lost in Space, the new one on Netflix, which I've been enjoying quite a bit, which is really well done. Shockingly, it, that show has no reason to be that good. There's no reason that the new I Lost in Space... It. It's really good. Because um, I wanted to get ready. The new season's coming out. So, so is I, it just like the old one? Danger, danger. There's a little of that, and there's a little camp value, but at the same time, it's actually... I can't believe the amount of money they must be spending on that show. The effects are, are, are remarkable. I mean, it's it's as good as anything I would have seen in the theater. So uh, Parker Posey the, uh, plays yep. the Dr. Smith uh, type character and she plays him really well uh she plays him excuse me she plays her but i mean it's there's a whole i won't get into it if those who are watching this know what i'm talking about it's a very complex dr smith is more of an idea than a person let's put it that way so we'll go from there um what else what else you know um i watched a chinese film called uh Spring, spring in a small town that was okay. Um, yeah, that's about it. I watched some old cartoons. I uh, watched a uh, Bosco. Bosco is an old uh, Warner Brothers uh, cartoon character that's kind of uh, rare. I found a DVD of that in the library Isn't that system. some sort of chocolate drink? Bosco? Yeah. It might be. I'll have to look while you're reading mm. your list. So you with a list is probably far more interesting because <laughs> you're, 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 you're uh, you know, you did you kept records. I did not. <laughs> well, over the last 20, I'm sorry, 14 days, I have watched uh, 34 movies. Let's <laughs> rattle them off quickly here. <laughs> we don't have time to discuss them. No. Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, how was that? <laughs> no, we're not it discussing was them. Okay, I was, it just was curious. Good. <laughs> uh, Lyle Alzado in Destroyer from the 80s. Sure. Uh, Anthony Perkins was in Edge of Sanity, where he played Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde I and was, Jack I, the Ripper. I just wanted to see that. It looked good. It is good. Yeah. Uh, in honor of Thanksgiving, I watched a Thanksgiving horror movie called Blood Rage. It actually takes place during Thanksgiving. You might remember that movie as Nightmare in Shadow Woods. Yes, I do. Yes. Years ago. Um, Louise Lasser. Yes, yes. Louise Lasser. Uh, let's see. I watched something called, this is Hallmark, Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses, <laughs> followed on the same day by an old cable softcore movie called Wild and Beautiful on Ibiza. Now that's a double feature. Yes. On, uh, let's see, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I watched uh, something called Emmanuel and Joanna. Together again. Yes. And I also watched the uh, pilot episode of The Incredible Hulk. I, I, I finished watching The Brady Bunch season one. And I'm working on The Incredible Hulk season one. Very nice. So, And then on Thanksgiving Day, I watched Paradise Lost 3, the documentary about the West Memphis 3. Right, right. I, I didn't know they made a third one. Is that, that, that just is the third of, one. I, know, I didn't know they made a. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they get out. I, I knew that. <laughs> I mean, uh, were they just kind of checking in or something? Yeah, or? They, they had started it. They actually were going to release it uh, prior to them getting up, and all of a sudden, things started rolling. I was like, holy cow, we got to hold better get for to a few work. months. Yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> so it does document them getting out. I also watched Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back on... Um, Black Friday, I watched. Nice. Yes. I watched um, Phantom Menace a few weeks ago. Because, I intend uh, to watch yeah. that soon also. Absolutely. Black Friday was a big day. Return of the Jedi, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, and the aforementioned Knives Out. Man, why why so many blockbusters on that well, day? <laughs> I have this list of movies I want to watch once a year or, or every two years, every three years. And oh, sure. I'm knocking off a bunch of them because I had them there. So. <laughs> it was getting late in the year. <laughs> yep. Which uh, leads me to Saturday where I had a couple more as well. We had A Christmas Story, Grease. A little early for that, isn't it? A little bit, but <laughs> not much. But right, It's December. All right. And then uh, <laughs> the greatest Disney cartoon ever made, Coco. Uh, so you said. Yep. And then I watched a crappy movie called Get Santa. Don't watch that one. <laughs> Public service. We're here for you. Yeah. Uh, December 1st caught me with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. All right. 
and the 2008 movie Rambo, which I had not seen yet. Oh, I've not seen that one. <laughs> was it entertaining? It was. It was a Rambo movie. He made another one recently. He did. And that it one's actually, coming out on DVD. I think later this month. But it was as or was there anything between the 2008? No. Okay, so that you're you're up to date. This basically. was number four. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was everything you would want from a Rambo movie. If you liked Rambo, you're gonna like this. Too. I suspect the next one will be as well. It was like it was like I was back in the 80s. <laughs> he's he's kind of a. I mean, he's kind of old. You know what's interesting? I saw the other day that. Uh, did he's, you know that? I think he's seventy or seventy. Which actually, all right, that's not you know considering the the Irishman we just watched. But <laughs> you know? considering what he's doing in these movies, right? Did you know that Stallone saved the uh, turtles from the original Rocky? I don't know if you remember. Yes, the, I did yeah, know did that. Did you see that? It was uh, I, I didn't see uh, it, but I, I remember reading about they're it. They're still alive. Yeah, and you know, Adrian's I, dead, but the turtles live on. Uh, right. <laughs> I think if he does another Rocky, he has to highlight the turtles uh, <laughs> extremely. So, um, all right, how are we doing? Almost here? done. Almost done. Oh, oh, give me more. Yeah, that's uh, actually, I'll take us to the break. Then. I watched The Beast, otherwise known as Equinox. I haven't seen that in years. I'm dying to watch that again. I don't own it. I'm. I got little, it from you originally. Yeah, yeah. Did you? And how did you watch it this time? What? I have the. There, there's a Criterion DVD that I have. Okay. All right. I was Not on Blu-ray, by the way. No, it's, it's DVD. So then I watched something called Enchanted Christmas. Which uh, was a hallmark, and then uh, uh, I watched something called Romeo and Julia, which is everything you think that it's not. Sounds like it might be uh, yeah. a little naughty. Yeah, yeah. I watched something it's called curious. The Souvenir, which has fantastic reviews. It's like a, like a ninety four Metascore. It's I think it's Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, boring as hell. Oh, stay away. Uh, then I watched something called The Christmas Parade, hallmark. <laughs> Then I watched Apprentice to Murder with Donald Sutherland, uh, 80s movie. I actually saw that. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that great either. Uh, Widows, which came out earlier this year, I think. Uh, it's got some Oscar buzz to it. Yeah. Uh, I watched Demon Seed, horror movie from the 70s. Okay. Hostage for a Day, John Candy's only directorial movie, uh, right before he died, actually. And then yesterday, I watched three movies. I watched... Bad Dreams, an old horror movie from the 80s. Yeah, oh, yeah. I watched... Uh, Jennifer Rubin. Jennifer Rubin, yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, Dean Cameron, who was in uh, Summer School. And Bruce Abbott from Reanimator. Uh, I also watched Marriage Story, which we might discuss next week. I am dying to I'm see thinking, that. That looks so good. I ain't going to say a word, but I we, know because we might talk about that very soon. <laughs> and then, of course, yesterday I watched The Irishman. Did you see a Marriage Story in the theater? No, I saw it on Amazon yesterday. Premiered on Friday uh, on Amazon. I knew it was coming. Was okay. it Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. Okay, I knew it's it. one of the two. I will take care of that as soon as possible. I am absolutely the guy who made that's a guy named Noah Baumbach, and he uh, he makes movies that'll make you squirm. And I, again, I know you're not going to say anything. I'm about not going to say anything, but. But um, he did a film with uh, Ben Stiller where he winds up taking living in some guy's house. And um, I can't remember the name. He did also oh, Kicking and Screaming was one of his first movies. Uh, he did a film called The Squid and the Whale with Jeff yes. Daniels, which is actually really good. It's I, another divorce story. I and think I watched that recently. Oh, damn. That one's hard to watch. I mean, it's just... Or he, my wife did. One of, I, I may oof. watch it with her. I can't remember. So this uh, souvenir movie. I did watch it. I yeah. did watch Squid and the Whale. Okay. Uh, 90% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, yet you're a dissenter. For which one? The Souvenir. Oh, Christ, is it boring? If you re- <laughs> if you read the comments about yeah. the peop- that real people leave, sure. they'll say, I don't understand why this was rated so high. It's slow. It's dull. Yeah, I... The website's uh, Rotten Tomatoes consensus is made by a filmmaker in command of her craft and a star perfectly matched with the material. A souvenir is a uniquely impactful coming-of-age drama. Oh, Christ, is it dull. Achingly well-observed in study of a young artist inspired, derailed, and finally strengthened by a toxic relationship. It is a story, uh, I'm just, so none of this is... Uh, well, you know what, I'm looking at... Was the, any of it, I mean, was the there... The Metascore is 92, which is off the charts great. Yeah. 
but the people give it a 6.5. Now, that's a big gap between what the people well, say that's, that's, and what the critics say. That's, that's always the case. When I see IMDb, IMDb t- often is very close to yeah. each other, but yeah. the souvenir is way off with good reason. It's dull. I do not huh. want to watch it again. Let's see what the running. What's the running time? It's uh, long. It's like no, two hours what? and no, twenty minutes. Nope, two ten. Nope, no, uh, one hundred nineteen minutes according oh, to. It seems uh, like three hours. <laughs> it's a BBC film production, and uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I say avoid it all. Or you know what? Watch it. We can dissent maybe. Ju- I should. Oh. Ju- Julia, she's a young woman attending film school. Correct? Is that? Uh, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Venice? They're in Venice? Is that were, they, uh, were they in Venice? I don't know. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Oh, I I'm was. trying to catch I, you. I'm I trying tried to... <laughs> real hard. This movie. Ugh. Did you have your phone out? Did you start scrolling? I'm sure my phone was out. But you put that away during movies. Uh, I often <laughs> keep it on just as I want to say, oh, who's that? Who's that? What have we seen her in? What have we seen him in? That sort of thing. But, oh, this movie was a drag. You're just a teenager with your oh, phone. Oh, it was <laughs> a drag. All right, we're going to go to break. If we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Knives Out. A movie that um, is by a guy who made a little Star Wars movie a couple years ago. We'll be back. Here to talk about the newest film from uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, licking his wounds from all that Last Jedi descent. Only from the fanboys. I imagine so. There, Yeah, you know, uh, critically, I think if you look at it, uh, I Last think it's Jedi, the it might be the highest rated yeah. of all the Star Wars movies. So, oh well, what can you do? It's, uh, it's life-changing, <laughs> I guess, when you make a Star Wars movie. And uh, he decided to uh, kind of go back to his roots. And uh, Bert's going to tell you all about what this movie entails. All right. Well, Knives Out. Uh, it's it's basically a whodunit movie, and we have this uh, wealthy family. I can't remember what their last the name. Thrombey. There you go. Thrombeys. Yes. And uh, who was the patriarch there? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. Yeah. Christopher Plummer played Harlan Thrombey, and um, he, they're 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 celebrating his 85th birthday. Was it his 80th? 80, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It was 80 something. I think it was his 85th birthday, and uh, later that night he ends up dead. Um, and it, it looks like it's a suicide. Uh, that's what it, everybody thinks happened because he's got a knife at his throat. And he's careful now, <laughs> it's well, spoiler territory is tough with this one. <laughs> let's just say uh, things may not be as quite as they seem, even though you think you know what's going on. Right. Which is um, the rest of the film is basically Daniel Craig comes in. He's uh, an investigator, Benoit Blanc. Yeah, he's got an interesting. Uh, Southern drawl, Louisiana drawl. I don't know, but <laughs> it's hard to hard to pinpoint. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a unique uh, unique uh, uh, voice inflection there. But yeah, absolutely. But um, he's there investigating the thing, and everything is kind of pointing towards this uh, maid who kind of saw him in his last moments. Yeah, maid, I guess, uh, um, healthcare provider really. Yeah, is what, yeah. Uh, maid is. is the wrong word for yeah. it, but yeah, she she gave him his medicine and everything. And um, again, everything, it's been ruled a suicide and this and that, but he's investigating because he thinks there might be something more there. And the, not only that, he was actually hired. Yes, <laughs> he was hired by one of the family members. And, and the, the, the basically the movie is the family. They're all kind of fighting over his money and his dollars. They're wondering who's going to get what in the will. And um, so get that unique house. <laughs> yeah, and it. I don't think there's much more you need to say about that in terms of the plot. It's, it's just he's investigating this death, and the family's fighting over the money, 
and you think you know from the beginning. It's kind of like, okay, it's a whodunit. You're going into it knowing this is a whodunit film, but they kind of reveal right away what happened. However, like I said, things may not be as they There's seem. There's always more. And in fact, actually, I have a clip. I've been uh, neglectful in playing my clips, so I have one this week. So we'll listen to a clip from Knives Out, and then we'll talk about it. Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I read your profile in The New Yorker. I found it delightful. I just buried my 85-year-old father who committed suicide. Why are you here? I'm here at the behest of a client. Who? I cannot say, but let me assure you this. My presence will be ornamental. You will find me a respectful, quiet, passive observer of the truth. A passive observer. <laughs> uh, knives out. Let me tell you something. I, um, I I felt from the clips and seeing the trailers that I was going to like this movie. I just I I, I must have been in the mood for a movie like this. You really haven't had a good theatrical whodunit since uh, Kenneth Branagh's remake of The Murder on the Orient Express for a couple years ago, which I thought was okay. I didn't care for that. Actually, it was okay. I didn't love it. You know, um, it's interesting because I saw the ads for this movie and I was like, I don't really want to see this. That was my oh, really? <laughs> initial impression. It didn't nothing. It looked like it was trying too hard. But then the reviews were off the charts great, so I was like, oh, got to see it. Well, I'll tell you, I um, I saw it with a really great audience, I would say. People were just screaming. They were laughing so hard. People were loving every minute of this thing and uh, just drinking it up. And this film, you know why I think it's winning people over? And it's doing very well up against the juggernaut that is Frozen 2. Um, with consistently, is coming in two, number two every week, and its business is not dropping off. And I'll tell you why. Because the performers on, sta- on stage, so to speak... They were great. Clearly, are having the time of their life. They're having so much fun, uh, just being, you know, the the Thromby family in general. These are all horrible people. <laughs> it's just all awful, awful people. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, um, the and the case, like you said, it's very early that they seem to play their main hand, and you know what's going on. But there is all kinds of extra things going on. Do and we want to tell right away, like what we, what what they say happened in the beginning, like? Well, I actually, I guess I kind of revealed it. It's well, it's a suicide, but it's kind of like a unplanned suicide. If that makes any sense, I guess it's a, you know, and uh, a very yeah. short-term plan. Yes, ten very, minutes earlier yeah, he yeah. didn't know what was happening, and then <laughs> ten minutes later he's dead and, by his own hand. And he did it in a very, I would say, uh, kind Ouch. of a giving. Well, yeah, in a painful way. But I mean, that wouldn't be my first choice of how to check out. But uh, um. He does it for a very targeted sort of reason, and everyone's got their motives in this thing and their and what they're trying to do. Um, the uh, the caregiver is Marta. Uh, Marta, yeah, she uh, wonderful performance by this actress too. Lovely uh, lady, she's too. just great. Um, and uh, what's really enjoyable about this film, and I've already seen of from all places the National Review, which is an extremely conservative. Uh, oh, it is <laughs> uh, viewpoint. But uh, they, why were you reading the National Review? Because I like to read all, all kinds. Of reviews and okay. uh, so they're they're on my but I liked the <laughs> are they still saying the moon landing was faked they're they're hot well <laughs> they're high their headline for this uh, review is knives out takes on the anti-immigration crowd <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And, um, and in a sense I mean that's kind of the beautiful thing about a movie like this is you can watch it on many levels and great movies usually are ones that have like all kinds of layers and I thought that um the fact that uh the horrible thrombies the bulk of which were 
I would rather have that that undocumented immigrant than any of those thrombies. <laughs> Throw them out of the country. Right, right. Well, but did you notice the first threat they liked to use on poor Marta was, oh, we know about your mother. Uh-huh. We know about your mother. It's and it's just um, they don't care. Uh, they don't care at all until no. it affects them. It really is kind of a wonderful. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, classic Agatha Christie style whodunit, uh, but with an extremely uh, au courant uh, 2019 message in that. That is uh, that, um, and, and and you know, <laughs> there's a there's a coffee mug that we see at the beginning and at the end of the movie, and I think it has a, there's a message on the coffee mug. If you read, yes, I think it says yes. "My house, my coffee, my rules" yep, or something like yep. that. And that is just uh, talk about a great bookend. Yeah, and the last scene, the, the very last, last scene. scene is so satisfying. Uh, <laughs> if you if you are you know again if you feel a certain way, I, I I the the only flaws that I could really put towards this movie, I guess, is that there were there were so many characters that there are ones that I wanted to see explored even a little further because I liked I liked them even as unlikable as they were they were just fascinating like Michael Shannon who's an incredible oh, actor I was going to say he, he, he was the best uh, performance I thought great actor. he's got that scruffy beard and Ugh. He seems like a pleasant man, but then when you oh. get when you get underneath him, he's like dirty <laughs> he's and grimy and horrendous. Ooh. Opens his mouth at all the wrong times. Um, and uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson a, was great. Just a blast. That so man much, doesn't age. No, no, and he. he um, he, you know, he's um, the one character that I thought we wanted to spend a little more time with was the teenage son that everyone kept labeling a Nazi, <laughs> who apparently kind of had the most goods on the uh, case itself because he heard stuff. The reason he heard it is uh, twice he's accused of doing something in the bathroom that yes. teenage boys do, <laughs> and they said he was doing it to like Hitler stuff. I mean, it's like <laughs> what in the world? Uh, and it's actually played by the kid from uh, It, the uh, It movies, who played uh, Stuttering Bill. Oh, uh, sure, yep. And uh, Jaden Mar. Tell is his name. Yeah, and uh, you know it's like um, he. I don't think he had more than like one line of dialogue in the whole thing. I thought I want to hear from this guy. <laughs> what 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 in the world? Um, but yeah, you know, Knives Out, which is again, it's it's been playing uh, across the country and doing really well, and I'm glad. I mean, I, I the one thing I told my wife when it was over is like, I hope this inspires 200 copycats. I want to see more whodunits like this. I think this is great. I, I this, this is you fun. know I heard another reviewer uh, on the radio mention that you know. When a whodunit is done well, it's fantastic. Yes. And that's what this movie was. It was. It was. It was just really satisfying. And, you know, another thing, if a whodunit is done well, the 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 facts of the case really ultimately don't matter to you. You're so entertained by the characters and the characterizations. I'm sure there's a million things that don't add up <laughs> in this particular case. And that's fine. It doesn't matter. Another thing that I would like to see is if Ryan Johnson decided to make one more Benoit Blanc movie or, more, or turn this into some sort you of franchise, I would be delighted. He's He is... Um, I love how he's introduced at the beginning, um, whether being interviewed, he's up by the piano and he's just hitting yep. a key. And at first I thought, is this part of some clue is he doing something? no that's just he's just making his presence known and that is just that is great um he if there's any sleuth that i think he shares the most dna with in some ways i think it's colombo because of that um swampy accent that he's uh wearing <laughs> Everyone, Benoit. Everyone, uh, yeah, uh, a, a, Louis, uh, a Louisiana man with a French, uh, French Cajun name. Um, everyone underestimates him. Everyone thinks, okay, well, this guy's obviously a lunkhead of some sort, and uh, but he is um, dangerously patient. <laughs> He just sits and listens to everything, and then at the end, he rolls up his sleeves and just 
you know. He's Sherlock Holmes. He yeah, figures it yeah. all out. Absolutely. But he does it in such a way, like, Holmes was always a little more, well, Holmes had, like, um, issues. He was, like, if, especially if you watch uh, the new version with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, he's, he's got, like. Which I did. You know, he's got, uh, like, Asperger's <laughs> issues or something, which is probably accurate. Whereas this guy just is uh, patient and quiet, and he just lets everyone, he always gives everyone just enough news to hang themselves. And that's, and uh, that's for wonderful. those people who like action, this movie did have a car chase. It had a car chase, a very funny car chase. <laughs> <laughs> it was a poor, <laughs> what a strange town they lived in. But uh, yeah, I don't know, urban planning or something. I don't know. So if I was to throw out a star review for Knives Out, I absolutely uh, I wrestled. But I mean, that was a tough. This was kind of a tough one for me too, between just the the half star area. But I'll stick with three and a half, not quite four, because only because I guess <laughs> it's a weird criticism. I almost felt like it could have been a little longer, and I would have enjoyed a little more, um, even more of a deep dive into some of the characters because they're, they're kind of rushed. I mean, you got to cram a lot of information. Wow, it's, it's a long movie as it is, 130 minutes. So. I would, I would take it. I was enjoying the characters and the characterization so much. I would happily have taken more. Well, I'm going to give it a solid three. There it a is, solid three. And All right. Ryan Johnson is a good director. He Isn't did Last phenomenal. Jedi. He did Looper. And of course, he did this one. And watch the brothers bloom sometime. It's a blast. I like I like that movie a lot. And Brick, Brick is wonderful. So another mystery, actually, if you're into a Ryan actually, Johnson mystery. I actually have Brick, and I can't remember if I watched it or not, but it will be watched. Brick is a blast. So, all right, three stars from Bert, three and a half stars from me. Obviously, a very good movie, and one to uh, you can even take the kids. Although, did you notice? Actually, I have to, I have to, I have to mention this. There were, I believe. At least three f bombs in this movie. Not that I was counting, but I thought that that, <laughs> and it's a PG thirteen film, and I had always been told that the well. MP, MPAA, you can only squeeze in one. 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 Yeah. I so, think they've been a little lax over there. I think so. Too. If, you, if you remember the movie Airplane, that showed boobs. That, but that, that was PG. But that was pre PG thirteen. That rating didn't exist. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really kind of a weird eye of the beholder thing. Um, I'd love to be on the MPA ratings board. You yeah, they are, there's say, a like, lack of consistency there. If they <laughs> like you, they're going to let you get away with a little I bit more. I think that's probably, and they must really like Ryan Johnson. Mm -hmm. They probably love this movie because, again, it's a crowd pleaser. So there you go, folks. One to watch over the holidays. Bring your family, at least, you know, most of them. Don't bring your five-year-old, but actually, if it's Bert, yeah, bring him. Yeah, I'm coming. Okay. We'll be back. We're going to talk about another big movie. Big. Long. <laughs> All right, uh, it's uh, front row center, and I'm talking like this for a reason. I'm kind of talking like I uh, maybe have, uh, you know, uh, got a little uh, crime syndicate. Uh, this is the crime syndicate uh, review show. We're going to talk about uh, Louis Fingers and uh, Lefty. Okay, I'm done with that. Uh, so anyway, this is uh, this is the week that we take uh, take after. Uh, the triumphant return in some ways. Not that Scorsese's been away because he did a film called Silence, uh, which I... Did you see Silence? No, I hadn't even heard of it. Oh, wait a minute. I have heard of it. But yeah, no. <laughs> Adam Driver, Liam Neeson. Oh, my God. I... Um, it's really long. Um, it's not a bad movie. I tell you, when it's over, you're not gonna... You just feel horrible. <laughs> it's... It is the slow torture 
It's got great reviews. Of, of, of Christian... Oh, yes. The, the slow the torture of Christian missionaries in Japan. That's all it is. How much can they endure? Um, Adam Driver, of course, is wonderful in the thing, but man, if I... I loved it, and if I never see it again, I'm totally cool yeah, with that. Yeah, I have a lot of movies like that that are great, <laughs> but you don't want to watch again. I have no desire to watch Silence again, but it it was a, it was definitely a, a, and then there's an some, achievement. There's some movies that uh, you watch and you... that aren't great and you don't want to see again, like The Souvenir. <laughs> I'm getting more and more excited to watch mm-hmm. The Souvenir. You're getting me, uh, in mm-hmm. the, you know... Um, <laughs> Have at it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, no, this week we're going to talk about, I guess we want to talk about Triumphant Return. The biggest uh, return to the screen would be Joe Pesci, who we have not seen in a long time. And I'm glad he made this movie because you'd hate to think that an actor of his caliber, you you know, the capper of his career would have been like the super and eight heads in a duffel bag. Yeah, he did that movie <laughs> so, like uh, they were in a boat or something. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Gone Fishing, 1997. Oh, oh. It was that his last prior to this? Well, eight heads in a duffel bag was the same year. And, okay. Uh, actually, it looks like he appeared... Lethal Weapon Four in 1998. Wow, but he's—I mean—that's a long, that's yeah. a long way away, you know. But he's just—I suppose—enjoying his uh, life and his money. And it's tough to be the guy who, uh, well, just when you, you thought know, he was done, they pulled him back uh, in. That's, that's about right. So, uh, so this is The Irishman, a film that's gotten all kinds of press, and I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, it uh, debuted. Well, it actually did have a theatrical run. Very small window, I think, just mostly on the coasts and maybe in Chicago. And it did play Milwaukee. Actually, it did. I think it, it, did. Did, it did one week over at the uh, at the Oriental. I wonder if they had an intermission because this movie could have used one. But, Three hours um, and twenty nine minutes. Absolutely. And uh, I had an intermission during it. <laughs> I had a few. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Burst can tell you all about what the Irishman is all about. Well, here you go. It's Martin Scorsese sees the Irishman and. It's uh, a mob hit man, uh, f- played by Robert De Niro. He plays Frank Sheeran, who was a real life person. It's basically Frank Sheeran's story and well, the story kinda, of Jimmy Hoffa. Just kind of wandered into that lifestyle. It was like, yeah, oh, it, was, it was just like, okay. I mean, it wasn't like a life choice. It just sort of slowly, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've, that's pretty much it, basically. It's the story of Frank Sheeran from Frank Sheeran's point of view of how he met Jimmy Hoffa, became good friends with him, became a hit man for him. And ultimately, in his words, how he killed Jimmy Hoffa. We can just say it. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's not really a spoiler there. <laughs> um, <laughs> to this day, we don't know who killed Jimmy Hoffa. We don't there's even a, know if he was telling the truth. This the, is basically, exactly. the, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, that's a hard couple, to there's a couple versions out there from hitmen who have said, who laid claim to uh, getting rid of Mr. Hoffa. Frank Sheeran is one of them. And he certainly had the possibility of doing it because oh, sure. he was friends, was great friends with them. Close enough to him, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's no loyalty in the mob, so. It's a tough. He uh, was a good friend of his. He could he could have killed him. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But Here's a clip. Uh, this is a clip uh, where um, get to hear a little. Uh, it's a meeting between uh, Hoffa and uh, one thing Jimmy Hoffa likes. He likes you to be on time. <laughs> Can you believe this weather, Frank? Huh? It's eighty-five degrees Ooh. outside. Perfect. Hey, Tony Jake. Jimmy. Jimmy. People freezing to death in New York. And look at us. Hey, John. Huh? Hey. Why we don't live here all year round is what I want to know. Beautiful. It's summer. What? It's summer. People aren't freezing to death in New York. It's summer. In my mind, it's always eight degrees in New York. I'm making a point. Making a point? Making a point dressing like that? That's how you dress for a meeting? And this is how you dress in Florida? In a suit? For a meeting? Anywhere. Florida, Timbuktu, I dress in a suit. For a meeting. And you're late. What? 
You're late. And it was traffic. Yeah, it's traffic. <laughs> Wasn't it traffic? Yeah, give me it traffic. It traffic. What do, you, what, what do you want from us? It was bumper to bumper. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's bad, you know. Traffic. I never waited for anyone who was late more than 10 minutes in my life. He does not like people to be late. No, he does not. So, um, doesn't like alcohol either. Drinks a no. lot. Of, drinks a lot of ginger ale in this movie. <laughs> I do like that. There was a funny scene there where they, you know they knew they were meeting Jimmy and uh, they couldn't drink around him. So they and they knew he didn't like watermelon. So they they stuck a bar of or a jar of or not a jar a bottle a of big vodka. Bottle of vodka. Just slammed it right into that water belly, watermelon's navel. Just boom. That's <laughs> what they call watermelon wine. And he's just like you guys really like watermelon. Um, so. Oh man, the uh, the Irishman. You know, oh god, I love this movie. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I just loved everything I, I, about I, this we're, we're movie. Not, we're not in disagreement again. Oh man, you know, I kept trying to. I mean, find a flaw. A, a film. This. Uh, these are people who've been making movies for so long together. Clearly, they must just have a shorthand on like how to make movies. Um, you know, Scorsese is using his same like editor who is, we worked with since like Mean Streets, um, and you know, not only was this just a great traditional, normal, you know, what you'd expect out of a Scorsese gangland movie. I mean, it just in some ways is for me, and maybe it's because I'm a little older, I guess. I thought it was even better than some of the ones I love because it's a quieter film. It's not so flashy. We're like the, I love the little flashes of violence because it's not as violent. I you know you no. see Goodfellas and Casino. Oh, there's just some relentless blood violence. Bath, bloodbath. Yeah, this movie did not have that. It didn't have. Or maybe that. it was spread out so much because right. of the running time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But even the way that they showed the violence and that it's so fast, it just kind of happens. There isn't like a big musical like you know if you watch like Casino, he's got like the Rolling Stones blasting while someone's getting hammered with a baseball bat in the desert or something. And in this, it's just like boom, boom, very quick, very it's just yeah, quick and like, done. Like yeah. in Umberto's House of Clams, yes. where they got Joe, Joey oh. Gallo. I mean, he was so, it's so fast, it's so fast, just boom, 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 efficient. Yes, and I think that's what made uh, Mr. Sheeran, uh, Frank Sheeran, um, such an interesting character is that he was, you know. I don't Very think he, laid back and calm and cool. And he reminded me of my barber who passed away about five years ago, who was just the most like... Your barber was in the mob? He, he, I, oh, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Hey, I didn't lose any ears uh, or anything like that in the, in the chair, which is good. But, uh, um, you know, he's just this kind of soft-spoken... You know, Frank, by and large, at least the way um, De Niro played him, He's kind of a peacemaker. He wanted, kind of seemed to want everyone to just, wanted it all to work. Let's all get along. Let's just get along. And yet he knew, and this is the part of this movie that I absolutely, I started laughing about because I just loved it, is um, once the conversation starts turning towards, um, yeah, you know, he's a little upset. Yeah, and things aren't working out so good. No one can actually say what's going to happen. You know when they start talking like, yeah, you know, there's that thing, and we got to do that thing with the thing. And it's, Nobody can actually say we're about to kill someone. No, no, nobody says it. It's always like... It's just the way it is. It's just the way... I think that was that's an exact line. It's just the way it is. You know, things are going to happen, and that's just the way it is. Um, Joe Pesci. Uh, I loved his performance because it wasn't traditional Joe Pesci. He wasn't screaming and yelling and being... <laughs> he was a, a very... But, I mean, he's cold. He's a cold, cold guy. In fact, okay, now I He's, get, he's all business too. He's just, all business. He was absolutely all business. He wasn't um, cussing and swearing no, and screaming. And no, just, um, his brother Ray Romano was unrecognizable. I didn't even know it was him until afterwards. I thought, oh wow, everybody loves Raymond. Is uh, a mob, basically a, a mob uh, lawyer. <laughs> um, but um, you know who is interesting? 
And this has actually gotten some press in the wrong way because people who are complaining about this, I think, are missing the point of the movie. But Anna Paquin is yeah, in this movie. Yeah, she didn't. Get, she had what three lines in the movie, if that. But you know what? Her silence spoke volumes. Well, that was her character. And that was her character. And she was like the only kind of, if you want to say there's like a good person in this movie. Um, because the argument can also be said, it can be had, that Jimmy Hoffa, as portrayed in this film, <laughs> at least early on, wasn't a terrible guy. He actually seemed to care about the American worker. And, you know, but unfortunately, he had an ego. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept one of his big lines is this is my union this is my union my i this is mine and um so you know she um you know she as far as you can tell i think preferred hoffa over her own father um and oh she, yeah she did i mean very much so and then when hoffa disappeared she was not happy with she her father she was not at all and uh and didn't speak with him the rest of the film the rest of the her, the, the the life as far as you can tell which um, uh, which yeah. which is why she was silent in the movie you dummies right anyway it's weird they're just like oh you know this is uh this is a uh, women being pushed in the background no not at all she uh for the for record anna paquin has shouted back at all those idiots who say she oh good, enough lines good. yeah well yeah so, and scorsese too came on and said what are you talking about <laughs> are you, i talk about missing my the entire point of my movie you know so uh, I mean, would they have, would they have cared if it was a lesser known actress playing right. the part? Or, yeah, I mean, it, well, they didn't complain about the little girl because when they, we see uh, that particular yeah, character, she barely talks too. She is also very silent, uh, you know, and she she has no patience for uh, Joe Pesci. Uh, Russ, I think Russell was his name. When he's yeah. like, hey, yeah, you want uh, want Uncle some candy? You want some candy? You want you know, get some some uh, ice skates for Christmas? And she's just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she already said thank you. Yeah, she already said thank you. Exactly, exactly. Once is enough. Um, my God, the, the recreation of time period and set design, and I love... Scorsese has these phenomenal shots, again, just on the technical side of things, where, you know, you have the... Just these overhead shots of like highways and uh, cars old and billboards, cars and billboards and, and restaurants. I mean, just everything you would, you know. And having been, you know, born in 1970, I have some memory of of pieces of that, you know, leftovers of that time period. And it just looked right. It looked accurate. It looked true. And um, yeah, I, uh, I, I have to admit, I've watched this one and a half times now because my, my wife hadn't seen it. I started watching I'm telling you, it's actually even better the second time around. I actually had was having even more fun with it the second time around. Um, it's, um, you know, what could someone charge about it? Is it too long? Yeah, I guess. But If, I if mean, there's any complaint, that would be it. It's three and a half hours. But, you know, I enjoyed seeing these people back together. Absolutely. Again, and we haven't seen them in a while, so throw them out there as much as we can because this is probably it for them. I guess, the, right. I guess the elephant to the room a little bit, too, is the uh, um, CGI they used to de-age some of the characters. Um, I Here's my, my take on that because a lot of people are talking about that. It's working for some people. For some people, it's not working so well. I'll tell you this much. It did not distract no it, it were there was the first time i saw it was when they were together by the sure. gas station yeah, yeah yeah and the mouths were a little bit weird yeah um but uh other than that yeah other than that i, I got used to it almost right away so <laughs> oh wow nice hey my my daughter's here yeah i see so her out the window i like have to um I kind of have to let her into the library, but that's okay because we got our review in, and here we go. Is this my first? I don't know if it's my first. I'm giving this baby four stars. Wow. I love this I was, thing. I was going to say three and a half. There we, we're always a half star <laughs> off, and I'm always more generous. I think so. I think we're starting to figure out how this works. So anyway, let's go to a commercial, and when we come back, we're going to start the beginning of what we like to call the... Um, the throwdown? Is that what I called it? I, I called it something. Did. I think it was, yeah, cinema throwdown. Much like gift exchange. Much like gift. It's not that. You should see the gift I have for you. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Front row center on CPL Radio. 
We're back from commercial. I hope you enjoyed those commercials. More than likely, it was for Home Depot or Lowe's, one of the two. We <laughs> seem to advertise a lot on this. They uh, were network. fantastic. And you know, I suppose I'd give the, the commercials four stars and you'd give them three and a half. I was going to say three and a half, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going. I'm going to Lowe's. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. They sold me. All right. So, um,. This is a new segment on our show where, um, and we've kind of actually, Bert and I have kind of done something like this in the past, especially we, we kind of rate each other's collections every now and then. We are, as uh, we've mentioned on the show, both pretty passionate collectors of physical media and will remain so for the foreseeable future, streaming be damned. So, um, uh, yeah. How and, many movies do you have in your collection, roughly? Uh, okay, I'm glad you said roughly. So I have to say I'm definitely over the 2000 mark, but not much over the 2000 mark. So about We're talking 2000. about 2030? Probably in that area there, yeah. I would say but even that. Like I know I just crossed the 2000 mark during the summer, and I haven't added much since then, so I'm probably stalled around like 2000 and six or something oh, like that okay. yeah so uh yeah but uh, i'm very pleased with it right now i will say you know i used to always kind of be like oh i need more i need more because that's always part of the part of the disease that is uh physical media collecting and i will say that i look upon my collection now and i'm like i'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty happy with what I got right now. Uh, There's always more that you need. I mean, you'll never, never that itch will never fully be scratched. But uh, for the first time in my life, I can. I was always dissatisfied with my collection. You know, back in the VHS <laughs> days and everything, I was just like, ah, oh, not quite. Nope, not quite there yet. But um, I'm pretty satisfied with my. I'm my, pretty happy. My 4,500. Yeah, you've always been about double me. I mean, <laughs> back when I had 600, you had 1,500. Back when I had 1,500, you had 3,000. I mean, you've always been. So it's reversed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more generous with my stars, but you're, you're larger with your yeah. collection. So, and that's that's fine. And I get to. And I'm watching them. And yeah, yeah, you know, actually, I do. I put a fair amount of discs in and uh, watch stuff. And uh, yeah, so this is a, this is a segment we're gonna call cinema, cinema, cinema throwdown. We have to get some kind of little uh, I like clip. throw down. Yeah, we'll cinema call it throw down. Cinema throw down. Uh, much like uh, if you're playing poker and finally you get to that point where uh, everyone says call, you know, or knock or whatever it is, uh, boom, you throw down your you throw down your cards. So basically, um, we're going to give each other a film to watch and then we'll talk about. And it then the we'll next talk week. about next week and hopefully argue about it because again, we've been getting along far too well on the show. So um, I'm not sure you're going to refer to my movie as cinema. S I N cinema, probably. I yeah. know you, and uh, yeah, I got. An interesting one for you. So uh, you can go we, first. Go ahead. No, I think we both threw it on the same time, and then we can. can you know, okay. Just, okay. So uh, on three, and you'll hear the clatter. One, two, three. <laughs> so um, <laughs> all right, this one comes from the library. Yes, it does. Mine comes from my personal library. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, mine is called Good Morning. Yes. Which I've never heard of before. Nineteen fifty-nine. Yep. This is a Blu-ray. Yes, it is. Is this a cartoon? Nope. It's just uh, is is Jap Japanese. Yes. Do, I, do I have to read this movie? I think you should. Okay. Uh, subtitles, English subtitles. Yep. What's the 94 minutes. Okay. Not too bad. Not too Not bad. Not too bad. Let's see. A lighthearted take on a director, a perennial theme, uh, Ozu, weaves a well. Tell me real quick. It's basically about a couple of kids who uh, are um, desperate to have a television because they, they have to go to their friends' houses to watch uh, sumo wrestling matches. <laughs> and... Um, they um, they stage how shall we say a bit of a um, revolt on their parents so they'll finally buy them a television and I think I'll leave the rest to you because you're gonna love you'll especially love I think how they choose to communicate with each other 
um, because they've kind of taken kind of a vow of silence. Well, that's good because I don't speak Japanese. So if they're <laughs> no, 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 it's there's plenty of Japanese, and this film is made in a weird sort of way. It's a different kind of filmmaking. It's a very kind of low key, quiet thing. But I think you will find it strangely enjoyable. It's not. I'm a big fan of Yasujiro Ozu's work. And uh, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. And um, yeah, I just any any opportunity to talk about Ozu, so I'm taking this, and we'll start you from there. All right, um, so I've got a quality film here. I've got something here, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is is this X? No, no, no. Okay, it, good because I don't want to do anything <laughs> hardcore here. This is a movie, 1982, <laughs> from 1982. Uh, I'm going to read the description first. Is this is this a homemade box? Yes, it's oh, not available fantastic. on DVD, not so available. I have the VHS. I burned a copy. My wife made some wife lovely made cover art. Fine, fine cover art. Yeah, wow, that's some, which is that's basically the what the box looks just like. Just some naughty cover art. Clearly, I'll be watching this uh, once the family goes <laughs> to bed. So uh, let me read the description before I tell you the title. There's a reason I chose this one, too. Freddie's got the perfect gift for Melody's birthday. He just doesn't know how to wrap it. This is kind of like uh, this SNL skit, skit uh, dick in a box, isn't it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Freddie's a 20-year-old, blonde-haired, blue-eyed sophomore at UCLA who has a problem. His beautiful 17-year-old girlfriend. Oh, I'm glad she's turning 18 at least. Holy cow, because we have some uh, statute, uh, you uh-huh. know, state statutes here. Uh, his beautiful 17-year-old girlfriend wants a special birthday present for her 18th birthday. She hopes to celebrate the special event. In bed. I'm assuming she's not like uh, an invalid or something. <laughs> no, she, she wants to. She wants to lose her virginity. I see. Freddie must get up the courage to do it. So this movie is entitled <laughs> "Let's Do It," and it's with an exclamation point. So uh, I said it the right way. Let's do it. I have to walk around the library with this. I'm, I'm on, I, Don't I, lose that. I'm, That's the only probably the only DVDR that exists for I'm, that movie. <laughs> you couldn't recreate this. I suppose I could, but <laughs> I don't want go. to. All right, That's one folks. of my prized possessions. <laughs> Let's. Is there a reason why you chose this particular one first? There me? is, and the reason is yes. I mean, you know, sometimes we're movie snobs that we're watching all these quality films sure. and everything, but we know we both know our roots, and our roots are, are our roots embedded are schlock. in schlock. That's true. Uh, horror movies, B movies, low grade crap. Now we did watch a lot of these types of movies in the eighties. Your my tutor, joysticks, oh, sure. all of these. You know, uh, teen sex comedies. Teen sex comedies, yeah, and, and that's absolutely. exactly what this movie is. However, it's one that I know you haven't seen. I have not seen, and no. virtually nobody has seen this one. It never showed up on cable. It only came. So remember so, Vid Video and Two Rivers. I remember Vid. Yeah, that's where I rented this movie, and that's how it became it came into existence. And I. I, I taped it years ago, and I didn't really watch it, but I watched it earlier this year when I burned the DVD of it, and I reviewed it on my channel, uh-huh. and I loved it. And really? I, I loved it well, I, in, in a certain way. In I understand. Certain, I understand. I mean, it's not a good movie, and there's actually a couple of disturbing scenes you'll see oh. where uh, uh, kind of sexist, very, very sexist scenes in here <laughs> um, uh, with, uh, I think, Monique Gabrielle is the actress, oh. but... But this is a movie that I want to have some shared experiences <laughs> with it. And you're my only hope. You're like <laughs> So you're you're kind of a lonely let's do it fan. Yes. And you want someone to to, to yes. all right. So in fact in fact if you want to bring it over uh, next weekend before our show, we'll watch it together. No, no, I, I will I, watch it again. I kind of feel like I should watch this alone, actually. <laughs> well that sounds pervy. <laughs> Believe me, there's plenty it of was pervy in, in there, too. It was intended to be. All right, folks. Well, you, now you have to tune in next week because you've <laughs> got to know our reactions. Certainly, I think I think you'll be amused. There's something in there that I think 
you're going to find very funny. I don't know if you're going to love this film because it's a very, very, shall we say, evenly paced. It's a slow movie. It it's got good reviews. But it has just an element to it that's very funny, and I think you will find it. And the way the way they do it is very funny. So, all right. It's uh, it's Good Morning versus Let's Do It here on <laughs> Cinema Throwdown. <laughs> Who would have thought that Yasujiro Ozu, the great Japanese master, would be would be faced with Let's Do It <laughs> with Freddie yeah. and Melody. Yes, the great right, Burt Gordon directed this thing. Oh, Burt I. Gordon? Burt I. Gordon. Oh, now I'm interested. It's Mr. Big, B-I-G. He uh, did Village of the Giants and... Empire uh, of the Ants, Food oh, of the Gods. I like his stuff. All well, right. there you go. Okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. All right, real good. <laughs> Now you're singing my song. Okay. Well, hey, let's uh, review, recap. Lives out. Uh, three and a half stars from me, three stars from Bert. Uh, we're looking at uh, The Irishman with uh, four stars. One of the, uh, just I think is one of, um, someone I actually had the exchange uh, with my friend Dane, who I said. Um, oh, the ace. The ace. I haven't uh, seen the ace I, in years. I, I just is saw. he listening? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he may have, have tuned in once or twice. Well, um, hello, the ace. And uh, we didn't get to our question of the week, the R-rated thing. We'll try to get to that next week, and I'll pose another question, and hopefully we'll have time for it. Um, also, I don't even remember the question. It was it was uh, your first R-rated movie in the theater at what age? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah So yeah. We'll, we'll get to that next week, so sorry about that, folks. I know I mentioned I was going to get you on the air. It didn't happen, so sorry. Um, anyway, and uh, so next week we will be doing, I, I don't know yet, I didn't have a chance to do a rundown, a breakdown of what streaming titles we'll do. Uh, I think we're probably going to at least marriage do story. The Marriage Story, so we'll have that going. Oh, I have a, oh, we'll talk about it. I we'll talk about it, all right, very good. Um, so next week, uh, the first uh, official uh, bit of Cinema Throwdown, You'll hear us uh, discussing our two movies, plus a marriage story, plus a few other streaming titles. I think we might uh, up it to three since we're streaming and not going to the theater. I think we could do three titles and uh, we'll cram it into an hour. All right. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I'm out of steam. Yes. Yeah. I am. It's, uh, it was a, that was a busy show, you know? It was a very busy show. Uh, this has been Front Row Center. We're on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. on CPL Radio, but I'm sure most of you listening to us in a uh, more... And you're going to uh, get season one up on that thing, right? Episode, episode one? one of season yeah, one? Yeah, that's get it up there. It hasn't been uh, transferred over yet. Transfer we'll, that. I'll transfer it. I'll transfer it. Oh, boy, everyone's a pest. Anyway, it's been fun, folks. Movies. It's what it's all about. It's all, what it's all about, and it's what we talk about here on Front Row Center. Till next week. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Good morning. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.